Welcome to Spatial Perspectives. I'm Dan Quee, your host, and this week I have Steve Sinclair, Senior Vice President of Product and Marketing for Mojo Vision. Welcome, Steve. Hi, good to see you. How are you? I'm doing really well, thank you. You know, um, this is an intriguing interview because the world knows a lot about contact lenses, but mm -hmm. I'm sure they haven't thought about what you guys have to offer. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Well. It's interesting. The, the world does know a lot about contact lenses, and you would think that they would also know a lot about smart contact lenses because you've seen them in movies, you've seen them in popular culture and, and in fiction for, for years. We've been promised this world of ambient computing where we just see content that's in front of us. And so, you know, for us, we're just working towards fulfilling that future of trying to create a solution that let you see all the information you want to see, but look like yourself while you're seeing it. And so that's where the, the idea of Mojo Lens came from, with this idea of a smart contact lens that gives you information when you need it and is invisible the rest of the time. Let's play a short video uh, showing the viewers what this actually looks like to give them a better idea. And then we can talk about it after that's done playing. Sure. Modern technology promises to keep us more connected but in surrounding ourselves with screens and devices, it feels as though we've lost something. Imagine if we could replace our screens with something that informs without distraction. Could we see differently, more clearly? Could it help us find that invisible edge when we need it most? Or allow us to connect in crucial moments, providing vital information in an instant? Introducing Mojo Lens, the world's first augmented reality smart contact lens. Mojo's invisible computing solution will be a platform that gives you everyday superpowers and an invisible edge throughout your day. But before it does any of that, it first has to be a great contact lens that improves your natural vision even when it's off. Mojo Lens built-in display will give you augmented reality wherever you look. It even works with your eyes closed, putting you into an instant VR world. This is great. I, I don't know if people caught the end there, but it, it talks about closing your eyes and being in virtual reality. What, why don't you explain that a little bit? Yeah, well, it's, it's a contact lens. So it's, it's on your eye, it's underneath your eyelid when you close your eyes. And so it still works even when your eyes are closed. Um, we've had a number of people testing early prototypes of Mojo Lens, I'm one of them. Um, and one of the things that we did when I first put it on was I closed my eyes and we had a, an engineer put playing cards in front of a webcam and show me virtually on the lens what I was looking at and I could read off you know that's the, the the two of clubs the ace of spades without opening my eyes I could see that information wow now you're not calling it virtual reality augmented reality you're calling it invisible computing right that's right we, we call it invisible computing because it is different it's 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 all about the experience and think of invisible comp computing as a platform that again, allows you to see the right information at the right time and be invisible the rest of the time. We really want you to be engaged in the real world, to, to, to be aware of the people and the things that are around you and not to be pulled out every time information comes up. So it's about not being bombarded by content and information, but being more engaged in the world around you. Yeah, and, and I'm sure because it's a contact lens, you probably have thought of many, many different use cases so maybe you can explain a little bit of the use cases that 
you uh, anticipate targeting first for for the market when it when it's available? Sure, and and you make a good point. It's a platform, and it could become anything. And so the numbers of things that we can do with a solution like this are, are almost infinite, but you do have to start somewhere. And one of the first places we're gonna start are uh, to help people um, that have low vision conditions, say glaucoma or macular degeneration or retinitis pigmentosa. They're, they're, they're not blind, but they have difficulty seeing. And oftentimes it starts with um, having trouble seeing contrasts and seeing edges of things and, and being able to recognize um, you know, spatial cues around them. And so using augmented reality, we can overlay contrast adjustments and enhancements and edge detection on the edges of curbs and doorways and, and obstacles in their path. And so it'll allow people that would um, otherwise have, have lost some of their mobility and independence to be able to see, but still look like themselves while they're using the solution. Yeah, now that's, now, even though that's a, a, a good starting point for the company, you do plan to put it into normal industrial types of applica use applications as well as consumer apps, right? That's right. Ultimately, this is going to be a consumer application and it's going to go out to as many people as are willing to, to wear contact lenses. Um, and so we see you know, early first adopters being in, in spaces like athletics, for example. Think of uh, the skier or the runner or the cyclist or the golfer, someone who wants that information during the activity. There's lots of tools that can help you before and help you after to understand how well you did, but there aren't a lot of tools that are truly eyes up, hands-free that you can use during an actual athletic workout or event. Yeah, I mean, the glasses and things that are available now um, for the sports enthusiast um, are additional to the body meaning that you have to wear a more bulky type of device that's not as form-fitting as it should be uh, in order to, to see the information that you wish to see while you're doing your activity. And this, is, this would be the perfect thing, right? It's the, the thing you've seen on television forever. You, you're finally, you finally have superpowers, as uh, your CEO had said. That, that's right. And, and you're pointing to an important part of this, is that there's a reason why people choose contact lenses in the first place. And... Oftentimes it's because they want to look like themselves. Sometimes it's because they do like activities where glasses just aren't appropriate, um, like working out or, or athletics. And so um, by focusing in on some of those situations for the early adopter, it's going to make it easier for, for, for those users to, to see value immediately in the solution. And then over time, it's going to gradually become more and more pervasive to you know, give you those notifications you want throughout the day, give you the, the cues in that important meeting to tell you what you should say, help you during an interview with your talking points that <laughs> tell you exactly what you're doing, but yet you look like yourself. So you know, think of a sports broadcaster and they have all the stats they need to be able to talk about what they're looking at and they're not having to wear something else or focus on another screen while they're doing it. Right, and I'm sure people you know, watching probably want to know what this thing looks like. So I'm going to play a short video showing uh, a little bit of uh, how it's manufactured and what's going on there. And uh, we can talk about how that actually came together afterwards. Building the world's first AR contact lens is a systems engineering problem. And therefore we've had to innovate in many different areas. The Mojo lens includes thin film, biosafe batteries to power the system as well as motion sensors to enable the world's most accurate eye tracking. We've also developed an extremely low power image sensor that's used for computer vision and scene detection. 
But at the heart of the Mojo lens is the world's smallest and densest dynamic display. With this, we can display crisp text, photos, and video in a package that's less than half a millimeter in diameter. So that's a lot of technology crammed into a small space. Um, you guys, how long ago did you start building this? It was about five years ago. Five years ago. And, um, and you have working prototypes now, is, is that true? Yeah, that's true. So we've, we've been working on it for five years. The, the, the theory and, and a lot of the science was worked on even prior to that, you know, 10 years prior to that by one of our co-founders um, who's an expert in the AR and VR field. And so he'd done a lot of the early homework that we needed to do. But, but when the company started five years ago, we really started to, to do the prototyping and to decide which of the elements we needed to make, which elements we could buy. Turns out that to build a contact lens display and pack all of that capability into such a small form factor, you end up having to build a lot of it yourself. So, um, <laughs> you know, we have a full, you know, chip design team. We have um, optics engineers, of course, and we have, you know, uh, you know, experts in, in, in visual science and, and, um, optometry as well to, to make it all come together. Um, but a lot of it is, is custom bespoke, uh, uh, components to, to make the whole system work. Yeah. Now I, I think the first thing people are going to ask is, um, you know, one, is it safe? And two, is this thing really going to be comfortable? I mean, and I'll just put up a picture and you can, you can speak to it, but you know, you've got batteries there, you've got sensors, you've got the micro, uh, display that you've created. And I'll put up a picture of that in a, in a couple of seconds, but uh, there's there's a lot there that the user is going to have to feel in his eye. Can you give me an idea of how the tests have gone so far and the people who have actually worn it, what the, what it feels like to them? Yeah, so so far it's been uh, the, the results that we've gotten back and the feedback we've gotten is that it's extremely comfortable. Um, the type of lens that we're that we're basing this on, the platform we're using, is called a scleral lens. And a scleral lens is a rigid gas permeable lens that rests on the white of your eye, the sclera. And the white of your eye doesn't have a lot of nerve endings in it. And we actually cut the inside of the lens to match the shape of your eye, so that the uh, so that the lens doesn't rotate and move around. Um, and at that point, we are able to basically give you a custom fit that feels really, really good. And it's sitting on that white of your eye, again, that doesn't have a lot of nerve ending. It's vaults over the cornea so that you don't feel it. And so it's very it's very comfortable. Um, it's the type of lens that gets prescribed for people that have severe dry eye conditions. Right. And therefore that adds to the comfort level that you, that you get. Yeah, so, you know, with micro displays, uh, micro, you know, near eye displays, there's always been an issue with focus. How do you guys get around the focusing issue? So we've we've developed our own custom optic that sits over the micro LED display um, and allows us to focus uh, the the light onto the uh, onto the fovea, um, and it turns out it's so close to your fovea that it's always in focus. So it's, <laughs> it's it's within that that limit that you need to be in, so that no matter where you are looking in the real world, the content we show you actually stays in focus. Yeah, and I and I just put up a picture of. Um of the display size, just to give people an idea of, um, of how small it actually is against the grain of sand. And uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about the, the pixel density and everything and, and how well this display can actually project images. 
Yeah, so it's it's a really key part of the whole system and, and probably the, the part that we've worked on the hardest and the longest through the five years that we've been in business is, is cracking this, this, this problem of how do you make a display small enough yet have enough um, clarity and density and, and resolution to actually show you something, something useful. And so um, the team that we have working on this is, is just an amazing uh, display and engineering team. Um, these uh, pictures that you're looking at here are our, what we call our 14K PPI display. So 14,000 pixels per inch um, packed down into a, into a display that's less than half a millimeter, essentially. Um, and the goal is to, you know, pack, you know, close in the distance between each of those pixels so that you can do things like see images, play video, um, be able to read crisp text as well. And so all of that is being pulled together into, into this small form factor. Yeah, we've created a, a display that's 14,000 pixels per inch. The, the, the pixels are so close to each other. Um, that allows us to show you any kind of content that you might want to see, whether it's video or it's um, it's photos or other types of images. It's all you know high resolution for you, and that display is so small that it's and it's so close to your eye um, that your eye looks around it. So even though it's over your pupil, you don't see it when it's off. Yeah. Now, so being that close to your eye and and also the size of it right now, even though it's a little bit bigger than a normal contact lens, do people looking at you, will they perceive it or will it look like sort of like your normal eye? We're <laughs> working to try and make it look as normal as possible. Um, and we've been working with an ocularist who is, who's someone who specializes in creating artificial irises that we can use to cover over the electronics, basically a cosmetic treatment um, just like you might find in colored contact lenses, for example. Yeah. Um, and so we've been working on that. The funny thing is we're not sure if customers at the end of the day are going to want that or if they're going to want people to see the tech and be aware that you're wearing them. And so I think that's, a, that's an important aspect that, that we have to work through is what does it mean to be wearing uh, technology like this on your eye that's always there and always available and what is the contract, the social contract you have with other people um, right. that you might be interacting with? Do they need to know that you've got this little extra assistant in your eye that can give you information when you need it? Um, or should there be some sort of cue that, that, that lets someone know that you're wearing it? So we're still working through what that, that looks like. Yeah, do you see people um, maybe wearing two of them in, in a binocular fashion and both of them feeding information back and forth to each other? Yeah, that's, that's the goal is to actually wear one in each eye and allow you to get a 3D effect to the images that you're seeing in front of you. Um, and it also has the added benefit of there's batteries in both eyes um, to run both lenses. Um, and so that we can switch back and forth depending on which sensors and what capability we want to show you. And that would increase the overall battery life of the, of the whole solution. It's pretty amazing. But um, with since you said batteries, what do uh, what does the FDA say about this, and and have you been working closely with the FDA? Yeah, you'd asked earlier about safety, and I think it's it's a critical topic for us. We're we're trying to do something that very few companies done have done, which is build a consumer electronics company that's also a medical device company. Yeah. And so we're we're doing that all at the same time to build this product that is classified as a medical device. It requires FDA certification, and so. Early on, we went to the FDA to explain what we were doing. 
um, and they suggested that we um, we apply for their breakthrough devices program, which we did and we got accepted into. And that allows us to have um, frequent sprints with the FDA on different topics. So for example, uh, battery safety be, would be one of those topics or how well are we oxygenating the eye when you're wearing our lens or what are the effects of light emissions uh, over a prolonged period of time on the eye? Um, so those types of topics we take into them with our proposals and they give us feedback on that. And that allows us to iterate quickly and to make sure that when we get to the, to the product that we submit for, uh, for approval, we've already worked through a lot of the you know, riskier issues or the topics that are, are new to the FDA so that it's not a big surprise about our approach their opinion about our approach and, and how do we, you know, prove to them that we built something that's safe? Because at the end of the day, if we build something unsafe, we don't have a business. And right. so it's, it's critical for us to do that. We also see it as a competitive advantage. If we're able to do this and we can build something, get it approved, that gives us a long uh, lead time ahead of competitors who might want to follow us to do something similar. Yeah, it sure does. And the FDA is, very political animal, and I, I'm sure it's, you know you're working all aspects to to see that along. And in fact, I see on your website that you're working with the Vista Center uh, for the blind and visually impaired as well. Is that playing into the FDA work as well? Oh yes, yeah, certainly. Talking talking to Vista Center and talking to their clients and and the people that they help every day that have low vision conditions has helped inform our product definition and product feature set. So to make sure that we're building a product that actually is um, effective in solving uh, the needs of those that have visual impairments. Well, Steve, I'm for one, I'm gonna be watching you guys very closely and I'm sure a lot of the viewers after learning about this are gonna be paying attention. When do you think you might be bringing this to market? Uh, good question. We, we, we're working hard on, on, on building the next prototype and we expect to be wearing that sometime later this year that'll have all the components and capabilities that we expect the final product to have. Um, and then there's optimization work to, 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 to do. So we're, we're a few years away. We can't say exactly when it's gonna happen because it's up to the FDA on when they approve it. We don't wanna presume when that, that's going to happen, but it's, it's, uh, it's definitely just, just a few years away. Well, certainly exciting. And I, I think you won a CES award too, right? That's right. We, um, we were uh, selected for uh, competing in the last gadget standing uh, competition and we won. Well, you deserve it. I mean, this is uh, truly unique and exciting. And uh, I wanna thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. And uh, I, I hope all the viewers will start following you as well. Yeah, well, thank you. I really appreciate your time too. Okay, Steve, take care, thank you. Thanks.